Well, Jonathan, it's been a long time. It has been a while. A lot has changed in the past few weeks. Maybe we could just talk about how we're dealing with working from home under the current circumstances. I know we work from home full-time anyways, remotely, but things have changed dramatically, um, which is, you know, anyone who does work from home, their lives would have been impacted by this anyway. Um, I think it's just made things a bit more difficult and um, and whatnot. So how's life at home with you? And um, I know your wife is now working from, or soon-to-be wife is working from home. Um, and obviously you've got a little one in the house as well. So what's how are things? Yeah, so as you said, normally working from home anyway. Uh, but things have changed quite significantly in the past few weeks. My girlfriend or fiancé has also started working from home whilst this lockdown has been in effect. Interestingly, she's in the NHS, uh, but is not in. she doesn't work in a hospital uh, yet. So she's not in the front line, so she can work from home. Um, also, we have our two-year-old son at home with us full-time as his daycare has closed. Um, and he can't go to his grandparents. So, yeah, we have, we're juggling. We're both trying to juggle full-time jobs. We are also trying to juggle full-time childcare and it's difficult because he's he's at a difficult age obviously he has no idea what is going on his day has his routine has changed completely and he just wants to play and he just wants to go outside which as the weather gets better is becoming more and more difficult to prevent him from going out more than the once or twice we can actually go out to walk the dog and stuff so yes it's difficult uh very fortunate to have, we're both very fortunate to have understanding employers um you know graph cms have been very supportive with me uh, adjusting my working hours being more flexible about when i work how i work um how much i'm actually how much i'm actually getting done and i think that that could be said for a lot of employers um i think it's pretty fair to assume that most people aren't as productive as they would normally be even if you don't have a child because this whole situation is unprecedented and it's made a lot of people anxious yeah <clears throat> i would agree um first of all um your partner working in the nhs is great um i there's that kind of clap for the nhs clap for carers that happens on th- every thursday at 8 p.m uh, i've done that twice now and it's actually been really inspiring and kind of uh I don't know, even just thinking about it now, um, everybody that kind of came out on the street uh, two, two weeks in a row now that we've been doing it, um, it's just it's just nice. And, you know, I was amazed at how many people actually were stood, stood on their doorsteps. And where I live, there's quite a, an old population um, of people around. And it's, you know, it was, it was nice to, to see everybody out, um, even people who don't go, haven't been going out as much, um, just kind of see their faces again, stand at the door because we've we just recently moved house, but already quite friendly with a few of the few of the neighbours. But yeah, um, it has you know life has changed. I I have two two children. One of them who is no longer in school at the moment, and yeah, my wife uh, she doesn't have a full time job. She kind of helps with um, my business, but she um, 
she, you know, she she kind of is now looking after them full time, having to kind of school, homeschool one of them and keep the other one occupied as well. So it's been quite difficult. And my my oldest is missing school, missing her friends, and kind of it's we've seen a huge difference when we did send her to school. Uh, you you know, just it was just something else for her to do, and you know, kind of just gets her out of the house, gets us away from us. Um, you know, and that, I think that's a good thing you know having your kids in different environments and you know learn to play with others and um you know pick up some life skills of just you know socially interacting um you know she's missing out on that and i think there's going to be however long this goes on for there's going to be certainly a lot of uh a lot of catching up to do i don't know obviously what's going to happen with school years and things is our children going to be kind of delayed a year and kind of just pick up uh the next kind of semester or whatever afterwards um you know a lot of uncertainties but it is been it is been challenging and quite tough just to focus even i've found it really difficult to just just focus um on on getting stuff done because like you say the family's in the house and i i do have a, a front and back garden where my kids can go out um i've built a trampoline in the in the back garden now they've got a little playhouse and i've got you know mountains of toys they can play with outside which is good but i also understand there's there's people who live around me um, I can overlook and they have kids and they don't have gardens and you know I can't even begin to imagine what that must be like when you can't really go out so you know unprecedented times like you say it's it is quite worrying but I'm sure we'll pull through this if we stick together and stick to the government rules um, yeah but obviously this has had a, a massive impact on businesses and you know it's had a huge impact on on how people live their lives as well and run their own businesses and you kind of do have first means everything and you know i you know you've had to kind of cancel an event what what how did all that come about and what was kind of the time frame there and like how did you communicate that was it you know were people receptive to it and obviously you cancelled it before i think the government kind of shut everything down but uh what what did that process look like and you know how stressful has that been and did you incur any kind of loss of earnings or anything because of that yeah so we had an event that was scheduled to be on, well, just last Saturday, 4th of April. We took the decision to cancel that. I believe it was a couple of days before the government announced the lockdown. So we could we could really see the uh, what was coming. You know, cases were trending upwards. Deaths were trending upwards. Um, a lot of bigger sporting events were being like the Premier League and stuff were postponing seasons so it seemed like it was trending that direction it seemed like the right thing to do even if we weren't uh, legally required to do so so we managed to kind of decide to postpone that in advance basically we wanted to do that we wanted to be able to to make that decision ourselves rather than being forced to do that so by doing that at that time we gave our um athletes or attendees a lot of notice because a lot of them were coming from all over the country had travel, hotel etc arranged so by giving them enough notice they could kind of rearrange that, cancel that um, and you know hopefully we'll be able to reschedule this for later in the year once things start to clear up if things start to clear up right now we have not set a new date where obviously awaiting some positive news at the back of this hopefully 
later in the summer we'll be able to kind of fix a date but right now as with most things there's a lot of unknowns there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of things up in the air still in regards to uh, the financial side of things we have a we have a kind of an interest interesting business flow or cash flow so normally the way it works athletes qualify to come to the event and to uh, take part in the event they will pay their fee uh, normally about five to six weeks before the event so we had all of that cash come in um, and our ac- actual expenses in relation to the event are normally not up until the week before and the week after um, of the actual event so right now we're sitting cash heavy um, however we are obviously me and need to refund all of that money um, depending on how this plays out our intention as I said is to reschedule so that won't be the case but if we can't reschedule it then obviously we'll need to refund that and that would be pretty disappointing because we did you know this this event started the planning of this event started back in October November last year and it was culminating in the actual event in April so there's five four or five months worth of work from myself and my business partner that you know if it doesn't go ahead we won't see a a payday um, you know for a lack of a better term so that would be really disheartening but obviously our priority is the well-being of the athletes and our volunteers and the wider community. So, yeah, it's frustrating, but obviously it's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, and this is affecting everybody of all, all age and all physique and, and you know, and it's just, it's as you say, said before, it's unprecedented, you know. And Oh, yeah. Every- Originally, you know, when it when this first started coming about, the assumption was that it would only really impact um, the more vulnerable or elderly people. But as this has gone on, and as this has, um, as the virus has progressed and made its way through uh, communities, we've seen you know healthy young adults, young children uh, catch this virus and unfortunately lose their life. So. I think it was pretty naive to assume that this would only kill the weak or the old. Um, yeah, it's it's truly horrible. Um, yeah, I think you made the right decision. You know, um, um, well, it was the only decision. You know, for your for the athletes attending um, and their and their well being. So hopefully, you get that back on track once things kind of. I I won't use the word normal, but once things get back to something that we can call normal. I don't think it'll be maybe it's what we um, have had up until now. I think there will be um, a prolonged social distancing for a lot, uh, a lot of months ahead. I think even this time next year, we're probably going to be still social distancing to some extent, um, you know, as this kind of pans out and, uh, you know, drugs have been tested to to fight it. But uh, I guess we'll get there. I guess we'll see and, and see what happens and how that affects. But um the one thing that's been really bothering me lately um, is my 4G working from home. And now there's been a huge influx of people working from home. Uh, and I'm, I'm, It's not just me, but I'm seeing a lot of people online complaining around their 4G signal being very spotty. And, you know, although they may, may have full signal strength, the, you know, their, their speed has just, uh, you know, decreased significantly. Or well, they have the speed, but they have 
huge amounts of packet loss, um, which I'm experiencing, even experiencing on this call, actually. Um, and I know Zoom's kind of been getting some bad press around, you know, so their security following, um, some some of the governments using it and things. But uh, we've had to turn video off recording this podcast because um, my internet's just really struggling. So I don't have very fast internet at home. I'm having to use a 4G router, and that kind of just uses your mobile phone signal. And then I kind of just relay that through two little Google Wi-Fi boxes around the house. Uh, three of those boxes, sorry. And that's... Uh, that's how I get my internet, but I've really been struggling with it, and I'm I'm debating whether to just get a. Uh, I actually bought a landline, um, like a cable that I can install because the house doesn't have a landline; it just has a phone point outside. So when I find a day, uh, a weekend that's nice, it's not raining. Um, you know the weather's looking a bit better now, so I might get around to it. But I want to kind of get a cable from the back of the house to the front where will be my new office, and have it hard have a hard wire into the house. That'll be a landline and then get some internet, you know, albeit slower than maybe is what I'm getting on 4G. I'm getting around 40 to 50 meg on a good evening. But during the day, I'm lucky if I get 5 meg down, which is, uh, you know, that's with everything turned off in the house. It's uh, it's really beginning to frustrate me. Even NPM install or running Yon Dev that's got to run queries. Uh, you know, this I'm getting a lot. I'm just getting affected by this. Um, and I don't seem to be the only one. There's certainly a lot of people who are, having issues with 4g and i know the networks have came out and said a few times that you know they still have capacity and bandwidth on the on on the network but i uh i very much doubt that it is all normal i think they will be fighting some fires internally um because there is a lot of people ex- experiencing what i'm going through netflix and other streaming platforms already said they've kind of reduced uh quality to help um providers service providers cope with the added bandwidth because everybody's kind of off work or furloughed streaming uh ozark season three or tiger king <laughs> have you watched tiger king yeah i haven't watched tiger king someone asked me that last not, uh, a few nights ago i should watch it and they kind of try to give me an explanation uh, an explanation of what it is and they completely just did it a disservice they were like you yeah. should just watch it um I've been watching. You can't really sum. You can't really summarize the the craziness. It's uh, it's it's very entertaining, but it's also equally sad um, for yeah. both the animals and some of the humans in this uh, show. But yeah. it's it is entertaining. So <laughs> I will give it a watch. I've been watching. I watched all of Ozark um, the day after it was released. I kind of just binged it and watched it all in one go, um, which was good. And then. This week I've been watching three episodes a night with uh, with my wife Sophie, watching Money Heist Part Four. Um, Money Heist is phenomenal. Um, I think it's just greatly written and directed. Um, you know the overall production is just fantastic, um, and it has me gripped every episode. It's like I want to watch the next one because it just leaves you at the end of every episode wanting more, and uh, that's what I like about TV shows. And um, I, I re- once I get into something, I like watching it. Um, and uh, I think it's one of the better things I watch. I I've not watched things like what you know, like Flash and Arrow that I used to watch. I haven't watched those in a few seasons now. Um, I just kind of kind of got a bit bored. But uh, certainly some of the original content that Netflix is producing is is uh, is really just nice to watch. And uh, even if it is a reduced quality, yeah, there's uh, a good show on Amazon Prime as well. Which I think is 
about six six seasons in now. It's called uh, Bosch, kind of like the uh, electrical manufacturer, or producer of consumer goods. Uh, it's a it's a show about a LA detective cop show, so might be worth checking out if you've got Amazon Prime. Uh, the six seasons coming out, I think, next Friday, which I'm looking forward to. So. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, have a look at that. I've got Amazon. I'll check it out. Um, but I, you know, it's funny you mentioned Bosch actually, because um, I've just bought some new hardware. Um, so anyone that's listened to this podcast before has probably heard us or heard me talk about my DIY adventures. Um, and recently, just kind of spent some money on some new tools. Uh, it's not Bosch, but I bought some Matika. Um, uh, two two new drills, uh, impact driver, and a it's a normal drill, um, but a miter saw and then a bunch of other other stuff that my wife is uh, questioning why I did that um, because now I can't buy any material. So obviously all of the hardware suppliers and uh, you know timber yards are closed so I can't buy anything to do any of these DIY projects when I do kind of have downtime on weekends and evenings. So pretty much stuck and I'm, I'm really going, I'm really just, I'm trying to get away from the computer, trying to just spend more time with the kids. Um, but also the thing that I like to do with my oldest because she uh, obviously she was four, my younger one who's two my four year old kind of likes to watch and get into it and so I kind of show her like you know whether I'm cutting something or putting something together kind of just talk her through some of the things I'm doing it's just a nice kind of activity to get her involved with and um, I've been watching a few YouTube channels on creating some things like uh, creating some dogs, um, log dogs they're called so I get some tree logs, cut them up and make kind of dog faces. And that's kind of the next project I want to want to do. Um, so when I am I'm out on my one or two days exercise walks a day, I will try and look for some logs. And we'll, that's our next kind of project we're going to do. So I'll be able to use my tools for something at least. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm itching to get back to, to you know pulling walls down and making holes. We, we've taken to some DIY projects too. This weekend, which happens to be a bank holiday weekend in the UK, Easter, uh, Good Friday, uh, bank holiday Monday, Easter Sunday, completely forgot because I resided to the fact that we stuck in the house anyway. Normally you would enjoy an extended weekend, but we're going to be in the house. So we have uh, decided this weekend we will be doing some gardening. So yeah, I've kind of secretly hoping it's going to be raining so I don't have to do that but I feel like it's going to be nice. The one the one bank holiday weekend where the weather will be glorious is the one that we're stuck uh, in lockdown because of a global pandemic uh, it's just sod's law Yep it is um, you should see the state of my garden it's uh, we moved in it was completely overgrown so I had the wise idea of digging everything out and pretty much when we moved in dug out the front garden and the back garden of all of the overgrown plants chopped down all of the bushes and trees and now we just kind of have grass with um mud around the sides with weeds now um so that's pretty much mine as well yeah it's uh you know there's a lot of stuff to do in the house and the garden's kind of on the least you know is one of my least uh yeah favorite things to do and you know it's on the it's on the bottom of the priority list but you've just moved house to so your excuse. I've lived here for five years now. 
and I've never done anything with the garden. And now it's time to, yeah, this summer I'm going to enjoy the garden. I'm going to put some nice furniture out there. Um, yeah, get the barbecue out, enjoy the garden. Because my son's at that age now where he likes to be outside. So why would we not take ad- advantage of that? Yeah, if you can get it done and, you know, while while he is at home, you, you know, all three are in the house, you can play in the garden. Um, we lock our gate. Uh, it's got a padlock on there so no one can get in. Um, and uh, you know we just let the kids play in the back and we can kind of just sit and where, cook in the, where do you live Jamie? In the kitchen. Um, I live in the northeast. <laughs> so do I I don't have a padlock on my back gate yeah but I have and I have I have stable internet as well yeah I have some tools in the in my back garden and ladders I have a big ladder and uh, yeah I kind of just have put the padlock on there to protect my ladder because it's uh, it's like a 20 foot ladder I'm really protective over it <laughs> So uh, yeah, you could get you could get in some places with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that, that's about it, really. Um, I think the one last thing I we wanted to kind of discuss was uh, the launch of the new Graph CMS product. Obviously, we work for Graph CMS as um, kind of front end developer, dev advocates, and work on documentation, examples, marketing materials, and and whatnot. And the one thing we've kind of talked about on maybe all of these episodes is the ongoing project that we've now kind of launched and kind of just kind of not say goodbye to but it's kind of we can kind of draw a line under it and we can move forward with other projects now and we can work work forward with this project and kind of look at it from different ways and add and enhance it um, but we launched the new graph cms website graphcms.com and the new uh web app for managing your graphql schema um, which is available at next.graphcms.com and uh yeah it's it's been a good ride working on the website for the last few months i think it was january 7th we started um building the website from scratch there was no design there was no content um kind of three between three and four of us kind of worked and got all of it done um which i think is pretty phenomenal yeah it's finally nice to take the wraps off it for it to be out in public to be able to kind of talk about it a bit um it's completely uh, built on the CMS, so everything, pretty much everything on the site is is in the CMS. Uh, it's built with Gatsby, so it's a really nice example of one Gatsby to Graph CMS. Um, we've yet to update it to use the new project yet, which will give us nice stuff like union types, which would be very useful in the project schema to have. So we will get around to. Um, that at some point soon when I believe there's some migration tools. So yeah, it's it's nice to kind of take the lid off that. And now we're keeping iterating on things. We're uh, working on documentation. We're working on uh, some nice new examples that are using the new project. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's there's always something to do, which is which is good. Yeah, definitely. It's been a great project. Um, and I'm super excited about the new product and what possibilities that's, that enables. The uh, Like you say, the union types is actually quite powerful. It's been long in request, but it's been a technical challenge and it's uh, finally been kind of delivered now and it's, you know, it's really good. So anyone that is looking for a CMS that is completely headless, uh, why not give GraphQL a try? Check it out, graphcms.com. Um, and we both can give you a hand getting set up. We are working through some new documentation and examples. So be more than happy to 
give you a tour if you are listening and you know you are interested in headless cms's you don't have to use it but if you're interested in just chatting um i'd be more than happy to kind of go through that and also get get some feedback get some feedback on the product on the documentation because those are kind of two things which kind of work together they help one another and they're, they're both equally as hard building a product and documenting it um you know and that's kind of a huge passion of ours as well is just making sure things are clear and easy to understand so uh pretty i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to the future yeah should be good um and i think the one thing that we have been working on in the background uh will be another podcast so in the next few weeks we'll be releasing an episode on a completely new podcast and we will uh we'll keep you posted on that so follow us on twitter and we'll keep you up to date on the first episode and what that's all about yeah it'd be good to uh record it a few episodes for that podcast uh, a while back now um, but with everything that's been going on it's kind of taken a, a back seat so it'll be good to finally get that out as well uh, so like Jimmy said uh, follow us on Twitter stay tuned and we'll be dropping that soon well I think that's it that's all I had uh, all, all I had this week to, to discuss is there anything else on your mind that you want to share or um, are we caught up now no, I think that's uh, that's us caught up for the next couple of weeks. Let's try and get this back on track. Yeah, uh, stop being busy and uh, dedicate some time to talk to me. Play some more. We should we should do a Call of Duty live stream. Let's make that happen. Yes, that is one thing we have been playing. That is one thing that has just come to mind. We'll keep so, that for that. No, we'll keep that for the next next episode. That's something else to talk about. Yeah. We'll talk about what we've been doing there. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.